This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. So good to see you again. Well, the the voice is gradually returning, <laughs> I think, perhaps maybe. Uh, still not quite right, but doing much better. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's been a bit of a week, been a bit of a sad week. Millie the matriarch, uh, last end of last week, she ended up with a problem with her shoulder or her leg. She couldn't wait bare. It was at a funny angle. Uh, some kind of injury or dislocation of her shoulder or something going on anyway. So we uh, we did what we could. Um, she had some painkillers, etc. But eventually we reached the point where she was starting to stay sat. She wasn't grazing and we were on a spiral in the wrong direction. It wasn't improving. She was touching it down slightly. She was kind of found a way to, around it to accommodate it, but it wasn't going to easily be rectified. Uh, we're not sure quite how it happened. Was it going to happen again? How could we maintain her in the in the meantime? She was approaching 19, 19 years, so that's a, a good age for an alpaca. Uh, reluctantly, we concluded in the end that... Um, we needed to call the vet and have her put to sleep. So that happened at the beginning of the week. So that's that's hard, um, difficult, isn't it, when you, you lose animals? And it was um, part of the recognition of the responsibility we have as owners to do the best we can for our animals. And ultimately, on this occasion, that was our decision that was the best way to care for her. She arrived um, as a as a leader of the herd. It's really strange. Very, very quickly, she became the leader of the group of females. She didn't dominate, but she definitely was, was the leader. She arrived with a career at foot, so a youngster, um, probably about, about six months old, maybe. And uh, that was... Okay, and that worked worked well. The first time she took them down the green path down to the to the field, there was open the gate in the corner, and she led the way. Um, how did she do that? She didn't know where she was going. She'd never been down there, but she just had a sense of this is the direction. Come follow me, and they did. You know, they did. They followed her. They were definitely recognizing something about her. She just had that air about her. She was definitely. Uh, one with an attitude, but she was also one who they were drifting in her direction. She didn't make them come. She didn't drive them by any means, but they w- she, they would notice where she'd gone. She, they, they would drift in her direction very, very, she'd keep an eye on her and they would follow her. And uh, even to latter years when she was starting to decline more and become an older girl, they would still tend to follow her. She was a bit of a loner, uh, quite independent, stubborn, all those kind of things. Oh dear, she was quite a character. And the 
the leading thing. It was, it was, yeah, it was interesting because she would, she would happily be off on her own. She'd happily be on this side of, in the car park while the others were over on the other side of the bank on the far side of the lake. They could see each other, but she was, she was definitely independent. And there were some aspects of this which you go, oh, this is unusual. She's going off by herself. Yeah, she did. She she was she was definitely marching to the beat of a different drum, uh, but at the same time she loved being with the other alpacas. She wanted to be around them, and she found that difficult when when we had to close her in in the stables when she, you were trying to restrict her movement a bit. She didn't like that at all. She was a bit that that was more distressing to her, I think, than than the the pain or the discomfort with the the problem with the shoulder. So it was a difficult balance all round of, of those things. We added her into the herd because we, uh, we'd we lost a, uh, a black alpaca that we had um, in the, right in the early days. And so we added her in. So she was with us for 15 years. It's a long time, 15 years. And she brought the, the dark colour, the black uh, fleece, into the mix of what we were doing. Um, we, we only ever used one male with her. Uh, that was <laughs> that was Paris, who was a delight. He's number five. He was born in the first year, but uh, she would she would accept him. She would tolerate him certainly, but the others, no, nah, not really. She she played favourites to some extent. And when we did the matings, when we brought the the males down, we did the spit test. Um, she was funny because sometimes I, it was fairly clear with her, very clear whether she was pregnant or the, the hormone levels were up and she was potentially pregnant and yeah she would go over to the door one of the males would be stood by the door oh oh yes and they keen to talk she'd go right over get right up close to them and then spit <laughs> spit at them <laughs> she didn't have to go anywhere near them she didn't have to go near that door thank you very much but she did deliberately she was certainly one with attitude and uh yeah, when we did the the shearing, that was always we knew <laughs> we knew where we were. We needed to do her first because she would she would spit, she would scream, and she would wee. Um, often we lost any fleece from her because it got contaminated by all this. So we always did her first, quick and quick and dirty haircut, get her out the door. It's interesting with with her first career, Alice, when she when Alice uh, was. She had, she was quite small, but not, not tiny, but we, we did the shearing. And Alice had got kind of brown colouring. But down at skin level, it was black. So when we sheared her, she was a she was black. And uh, she did look different. And Millie really wasn't sure at all. I'm sorry, this is not my daughter. And uh, she was very reluctant to let this little thing anywhere near her. And eventually did because she went by smell. But also fairly quickly, she, it was kind of, no, no, you've had a big big girl haircut now. You, you don't get any milk. She was very good at weaning her youngsters. And uh, she was a funny, good mother, but a very attentive, but but kind of reluctant to give them too much attention. Thank you very much. You you need, the career would have to be fairly independent if she'd kind of leave them. Okay, they're sat down over there. I'm, she'd go over and march, march over there and she'd pull at them with her feet or she'd she'd stick her nose under their back end and hoist them <laughs> to their feet and then nudge them around to, to go and get the milk. You need to you need to feed now. <laughs> you need your milk. Um, and then she'd kind of ignore them. I'm making milk now. I'm, I'm off grazing. You stay there. And she'd just kind of leave them 
uh, unless I was around. Oh, she would chunter and chunter. Come away, come away. <laughs> Don't talk to strangers. I've, talk- I've warned you about him. Oh, yeah. So she she was very good at communication. She was always a, she was a talker. There was a there was an understanding we had. She hated injections. She hated. She didn't like having a coat put on or straightened. Uh, but she did understand the intention behind what we were doing. And uh, most of the time we, 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 we got away. I worked out how not to get spat at too often by her. But if anyone was going to spit at you, it was likely to be, be Millie. It was funny, though, when we had visitors, thinking about that. Um, when we had visitors, she'd take food from their hand, literally. Uh, not from mine. I, I could feed her from a bucket. That was just about acceptable. But, yeah... No, oh, she 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 was very. Um, oh, what are you up to? <laughs> she was very streetwise and aware of what was going on, and would move herself around. She was usually first in the queue for the food. She liked her food. She'd be first in the queue, standing at the door, waiting for the food to come out of the the tack room there. And uh, in latter months, uh, and yes, we we'd, we'd actually have the bucket. I'd put a little bucket for her. She'd lean in, and she'd have that uh, ahead of the others. She was always first to the queue. So it's a bit strange now she's not there. It's, it's, it's unsettled, the group. Um, often we would help the, the group settle with this by being able to see the, the one that had, had died. But it, it, it didn't work that way. It wasn't, it wasn't easy to achieve that. And it also just felt it was a different kind of ending. Uh, if they've seen an alpaca being ill and then declining and then dying, that, that's a different thing. But it's, and it is helpful for them to be clear about the, the death that's happened. But uh, yeah, so th- so we, we didn't do that. But So they're a little bit unsettled. They're not, they're, there's a missing piece in the jigsaw there. And um, when the food goes out, they're kind of jockeying for position. They're, they're, a bit, they're a bit scratchy with each other. They're a bit more something going on they're settling you know because Millie's not there then others come over into the space where she would have been she's not at the front she's not first to the food so others then are there and then they're they're kind of pushing each other out a bit and it's just you know so they they know um and are experiencing the loss but they're also starting to adjust it's going to take a bit of time um she hasn't been front of the leading the way thing for quite a while now as she's got older. Um, but they've always followed her drift, but uh, she used to be right always at the front of the queue leading the way. Oh, we're going to go this way today. And she'd take them out from the field in a particular, out of that gate along up the lake or up the, the green path up the gate that way. And she would be determining and they would follow. But uh, it, it changed over, over time. This dynamic of the, of the group see that will change um and we just accommodated and we we made sure she didn't get squeezed out of the food and that kind of thing you just have to make sure things are, are still happening that way and of course the the big event <laughs> when she got stuck in the mud um i put a link in the episode notes for that one because that was quite a <laughs> that was quite an event so she wandered off and uh we I put the food out for the, the rest and everybody was there, but I just knew, knew somebody was missing and then suddenly sort of spotted, where is she? Oh, and then Sue had come down a different way from feeding the boys and had noticed that uh, she was over by the finger, which is a bit of land that sticks out in the, into the lake. 
the the water level was down on the lake and the silt had some grass seeds and stuff on it because it was exposed with the sun shining on it it was uh, it had grown and we had this vegetation there was the solid ground and then a little bit of a dip and then on this little mound was some nice green vegetation she thought that looked very nice thank you very much i'll have some of that and as she stepped off the hard ground heading towards this green stuff and uh, it, she just stepped into the silt that had built up on that side of the of the finger there and all of a sudden she was up to her armpits leg pits in silt and stuck and as I was trying to get alongside her and trying to work out how to kind of dig her out or pull her out or whatever I was starting to to sink in myself and I thought we were going to end up with both of us stuck in the mud in the end we called the fire brigade that was all, all we could do and then we had to get the vet to come as well because they they asked for for the vet to come and sedate um, they obviously had experience of stuck animals before and uh, it was going to be easier if, if she were just sedated slightly and in the end they were able to do all kinds of things they, they, they brought their inflatable um, marsh rafts a marsh raft so two hard surfaces with an inflatable bit in the middle and it just means that you've got a, uh, something you can stand on that isn't going to sink down into the water and uh, so we, we had a couple of those we had the team that deals with, with water, the inland team mainly, I think, mainly inland. Um, we had a, a big fire engine and we had a, a smaller <laughs> one. And we had the guy who was in charge who was kind of doing the triage. He came in his uh, his Land Rover initially and then worked out what was needed and called in the various bits of the, the fire brigade to help sort out this stuck alpaca. I think it was a first for them, having an alpaca stuck in the mud like this. And I think it was a good training exercise. It was certainly memorable for them and, and for me and for Millie. Millie stayed away from that area for quite a while after that. And, uh, yeah, she was never, yeah, she never, actually, probably that was a, a, a shift point. She was never quite the same after that. It was a little bit more anxious, I think. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a delight. So pleased to have had her as part of the herd and obviously the, the, the bloodlines and the offspring that she's produced. Um, but, yeah. These things do happen, and given her age, it was... I thought I was going to lose her a few few winters, the last few winters. I wasn't sure she was going to make it through. But uh, she, she was a stubborn and strong and resilient alpaca. Um, one that I learned a lot from, that's for sure. And she will be missed by us and by the rest of the herd. So... There we are, some some Millie stories. It seemed appropriate <laughs> to to share. So, remembering that these cycles we have, where we have animals getting older, we get illness, we get injury, we get things that, that we have to deal with. And this is part of our responsibilities as owners to do the best that we can to care for them and, and also make the, the hard decisions when that's needed. Yeah. So if you can, go spend some time with your alpacas and appreciate them. Take care. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington.
Have a great day.